What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Fiery Fridays. Uh, the NBA is in full mid-season form. Uh, the 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 tables are kind of shaping out to how they're meant to be looking right now. I think we're about 15 games in currently, um, and the in-season tournament is close to wrapping up. I think the Pacers came out in one group A, which is pretty big for them. Uh, they currently sit at eight and six, but three and zero in the in-season tournament. Uh, We'll get into a few NBA questions today. Bailey, how you been? Pretty good. Um, just watching basketball when I can pretty much. think, yeah, touching on the paces, they're definitely overachieving. I think at the start of the year, we had them right down there. And obviously, a um, bit of drama going around the league as well recently. Yeah, uh, especially today. Uh, we, won't, we won't touch into it, but someone's gone viral on Twitter. Um, and hopefully, the truth gets unveiled soon and we find out what's going on. I'm sure the people listening know what's going on by now. Uh, the first question, positives. I want you to, oh, the first and second question. The first question is positive this season. It can be anything from how a team's doing, how a player's doing. It can be anything you want to say. Um, and then the second question will be a negative. I'll start with mine. My positive this year is going to be the Orlando Magic. Um, I love the way they're playing. They're 10 and 5. They have the same record as the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, they have the same record as the Denver Nuggets. And if I told you that 15 games in, at the start of the season, I, I don't think many people would believe me. Um, I like how Paolo's stepping up. We thought he'd take the leap in year two. He's playing really well, and he is leading this team. Franz hasn't been too great, played really good his past three games. Um, Joe Ingles is kind of finding his role on this team as well. They, have, they haven't had Wendell Carter or Fultz for many games. I think maybe, maybe four combined. Um, so... Really good for the Orlando Magic when they're in full strength. It's going to be good to see. Jalen Suggs is playing really well as of late as well. So my positive this week is going to be the Orlando Magic. Really like what I'm saying. Yeah, um, I'll say my positive is probably the in-season tournament. I just think it gives, you know, you see a lot of teams at the start of the season. They start off really slow. Um, We've seen in the last few years some really good teams. And then, you know, they always end up make it into that seventh, eighth spot by the end of the season, sometimes even the play-in. But when you have these this tournament pretty early, it means there's a bit more on offer, makes these teams compete a bit more. And um, you see, you know, a few more fights, a few more people getting after it and stuff like that. Some of the courts I find pretty ugly. That's the only thing. But the actual the actual idea of it's pretty good. Of course, I think there's 500,000 up for up for grabs. Is that right? A million. A million, for a million up for grabs. Each player um, gets a mil. Yeah. So obviously... You know, even though they're getting paid a lot of money, a million bucks is a million bucks. So I think it's a really good idea. Interesting how they've done it so early, though, whether it would be, you know, a bit valuable later. But so far, it's keeping those teams where, you know, sometimes we're like, I think in the last couple of years, we've seen the Lakers like two and eight or something to start off. LeBron's saying like, you know, we, we got to get out there and play. It's a lot of money up for grabs. So I, I like that. Yeah, I agree. Um, Adam Silver's one of the best commissioners in sports. Um, And when this idea came about, I wasn't, sort of fully on board with it. But now that I've, you know, the regular season does get tiring. It's a lot of games um, and it does make it competitive, especially when the top four teams go to Vegas and play. I think it will be really competitive, especially with the end of bench players. Um, you know, there's young guys there and the million could really help them. They're only on 800,000 a year. It almost doubles their salary and more. So um, could be really good for the, the big players to win it for those guys. Um, and it's good to see teams that, you know, sort of like Indiana, if they don't, Indiana sort of fall off late season, uh, they could, it's sort of like playoff kind of vibes, I guess, the in-season tournament, um, especially the top four in Vegas. I think it's going to be like a playoff scenario, get some 
some some sort of experience at high quality basketball um, rather than you know them going in blindly into the postseason. So I think it's a good idea the in season tournament. I think it's doing pretty well. Yeah. Um. Second question, a negative. So my negative is going to be. It's not really a negative. It's more of a let's get it sorted. Bradley Beal. Um, he's been sidelined for another three weeks. He played one or two games. I think it was one. Uh, actually, it was two. The, the, the Suns' big three are yet to play together. We're 15 games in. The Suns are doing all right. I think they're, they're currently at nine and six, fifth in the West. KD is playing MVP basketball. Booker's playing really well. Um, but I, I would like to get some games of theirs under their belt. I mean, play as much as you can. You don't want you don't want what happened to the Clippers to happen. Um, you don't want what happened to the Nets to happen. You don't want to get to the postseason and there's no chemistry. You don't know how to run the offense, and you get stumped by a team like Denver, Golden State, Lakers, who already have the chemistry. Um, don't want that to happen. So I want Bradley Beal to come back. I want them to play. I want to see how the big three run together. I want to see who runs point guard, and I want to see how Frank Vogel runs the offense. Yeah, I'll probably come in and say another player as a negative, Davis. Um, this is a player a few years back when you look at him, you go, for sure, the younger guy on the on the up, um, future MVP, possibly Hall of Famer, that, that kind of big guy who can run your five, but can dribble, can rebound, can block shots. The all-real round that you kind of want from the modern day big guy. Um and yes, there's multiple games where he where he shows up, but there's also times like today where he just does absolutely nothing. He's the kind of guy where you don't see Kevin Durant having some games where he puts up like 14 or 15 points. If he does, you know, maybe he shoots 30 shots and he's still doing the same kind of thing. Where with Davis, it's kind of like, oh, I'm only I only want to play when I really want to. Um, and I know he's had injuries and stuff in the past, but you know, sometimes like what did what did he have today? Ten, a bit more maybe, ten points. Yeah, 10 points from arguably the players supposed to be taken over the, the Lakers. So, yes, he he's good here and there, but I want to see more consistency from him as as someone who I would, before Jokic was here, say he, I want him at my starting five every day of the week. Well said. Okay, question number three. Um, I'm going to move question three to my question of the week, and I'm going to slot my question of the week at number three because um, I feel like we can both have to answer it. So question number three, who is the worst team in the league? <laughs> and I don't want you to just go off, ju- just go off records. I want you to go off talent. So your life depends on them losing a playoff series. Can't tell you who it is. It's a random team going up against them in the playoffs. Who are you choosing yeah, to, lose, to lose a playoff series? Now, I personally am picking Utah. I don't think Utah are very good at all. I would sec Portland is a close second. I don't like what I see from Portland, but Brogdon really carries that Portland team a little bit for me personally in playoff series. I think he'd step up. They've got Aiden, they've got Grant, they've got Thibel. I think they beat Utah. Utah, I don't know if anyone's been watching Utah games lately, but it's a tough, tough watch. They're currently sitting four and eleven. They they were really good last year. Um, they did add John Collins. But currently, the lineups are looking like Sexton, Keontae George, who's 19. They just picked him at 14th pick. Uh, they've got Simone Fotticino, 
Um, they've got Clarkson off the bench. They've got Laurie Markkinen, John Collins. I just think anyone in the league could beat these guys in a playoff series. That could be a bad take. I think the Spurs could beat them in a playoff series. I think Memphis with Jar back could easily beat them in a playoff series. The Wizards, at full strength and not tanking, I think could beat the Utah Jazz in a playoff series. I think they're, they're deeper. I think Danny Avdia, Koulibaly, Kispert, all at full strength, trying to win the game like they haven't been recently. They've been up in several games. Charlotte, Brooklyn, Milwaukee. They were up 16 in every game and they've lost it all. They were up against Brooklyn as well. Lost that. Up against Charlotte today, lost that. So I think every team beats them. Detroit's a, you could argue Detroit. I could I could listen to Detroit arguments, but I think I'd go Utah. Um, yeah, well, looking at it, I think it's it's pretty simple. I actually don't mind Utah. I mean, they're not they're not any they're not going to be deadly or anything. But I feel like they're a team who probably aren't playing up to their potential, and the ceiling could be a bit higher. And you're looking at you're looking at the Spurs. I just wouldn't want to take on Wemby in case he puts up something crazy. So straight away he's eliminated. Pretty simple for me: Washington or Detroit. Two and thirteen and two and twelve. Detroit are on a twelve game losing streak. Now I'm thinking, yeah, on is it lost twelve in a row? Is that how yeah, the streak lost twelve in a row? Yeah, well, I didn't know that. Um and I'm thinking of talent now. So yes, the Wizards I mean, you think probably Paul Kuzma better than what Cade and Duran. Yeah. Yeah, like that's yeah, you're taking one of them. Do I, I really don't like the Wizards team. Like, I just don't like Jordan Poole. I think he's the mo- one of the most overrated players in the last couple of years. Um, and, I mean, it's whether the role players step up. You said Detroit, so I'll go Washington to be a bit different. All right. I, I, they have been up and there's been some interesting stuff happening, but I just feel that when every team's trying, they're in a world of trouble. Yeah, we're terrible. Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if every team every team rolls their own. Um, question number four. Um, we did overrated last week. Um, remind me who you picked. I picked Franz Wagner. Who did I did Embiid, but Embiid? yeah, but compared to the circumstances for what? Yeah. Is, yeah, yeah. Okay, so most underrated is this week. We should pick someone who puts up great numbers and doesn't get the love he deserves. Okay, so I was choosing between two people. Um, the first one I want to give an honorable mention to is Derek White. I think for what he does, he doesn't get the credit he deserves. Um, I think he's a big part of that Boston team, and especially when it comes to playoff time. Uh, he's a key contributor. I'm not going to say Derek White, though. I'm going to say LaMelo Ball. Uh, I think he's almost, you know, top four, five point guard conversation at the moment. I think he sits at about fifth. Um, he rebounds the hell out of the ball. He He's one of the best passers in the league and he can drop 30. And even then, when he drops 30, you'll see in quarters, he goes quiet. So in the first and third quarter, he'll go quiet and he'll still have 33. So he can flick the switch whenever. Um, I think we're definitely going to see a 50 ball from him this year. Charlotte are five and nine. They've been pretty good with Bridges back, um, but they're staying competitive in a lot of the games. Um, they're currently on a two game win streak. Lamelo's currently putting up 25.9 points a game, six boards, nine assists. Um, pretty good stats for Lamelo. Um, almost MVP numbers, to be honest. 26, 6, and 9. Um, if the if the Charlotte Hornets can rack up a few more wins and he can continue that. Um, he had 34 against the Wizards. 
Um, he had 36 against Boston, 34 against the Knicks, 37 against Milwaukee, 28 against Miami. Um, so huge stuff from Lamelo. I think he doesn't get the credit he deserves. Um, and I'm thinking, I think he's putting up similar numbers to Halliburton. Halliburton has been killing it, shooting obviously better percentages. Um, but Trey should definitely be on that. I mean, sorry, Lamelo should definitely be on that Trey sort of sort of conversation and level. Um, but we haven't really seen him on a winning team yet. So I'm going to say Lamelo is pretty underrated. Yeah, I'm going to say Sabonis. Um, I think he's a player who just kind of get gets overlooked. Just looking at his numbers there, 20 points a game, 13 rebounds, 7 assists, but shoot 63% from the field and uh, 38% from three. Like that's that's pretty good for a big man. Like now when you think about it, yes, Davis is there, but it's like Sabonis is more consistent. We saw them go head to head the other day. Sabonis looked like, just made Davis look like your regular role player. Yeah. Um, I just love the way that he can pass a ball. I think he's a massive contributor to the King's success. Obviously, you know, being probably their, their second best player. Now, I don't think he can ever do it by himself. I've always find that pretty tough to do as a big guy. But I'm sure, you know, when we saw Fox go, go down with a bit of an injury, uh, the King struggled for a bit. I would hate to see what happens if Sabonis goes. I think he's massive for the team and um, not many people talk about him. But right now, I mean, you've really got to have that conversation. Is he is he the best power forward in the league and probably a top three big man overall? Yeah, I agree. Sabonis is definitely underrated. Um, and Fox was out for a while. Glad he's back so Kings can get their record a little bit more fixed. Um, questions of the week. I'll start off with mine this week. Um, I want you to name all the Jalens in the league um, with a timer on. I've got my timer here. Uh, you've got a minute 30. Um, there's how many Jalens? There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. There's eleven Jalens. You've got to go through and name them. Okay, I'd be. I hope I can get six. Okay, your time Over starts now. I've, there's a few more Jalen's out there that, but they, ha- they have to be in the rotation. So there's a few that are okay. in the G League. So go. Yeah, Brunson, Jalen Brown, Brown, Jalen Brown, um, Jalen Williams. Yep, Jalen Williams again. Yep. Um, Jalen Suggs. Yep. Um, Jalen McDaniels. Yep, I didn't think you get that <laughs> one. That's six. Oh. There's a big one you're missing. Yeah, really. West, Western Conference young guy on a bad, badish team. They're doing all right this year, though. Jeez, I've, it's probably gone straight over my head. How long have yeah, I got? Think about the teams. You got, you got thirty seconds. Thinking who's down the bottom. One of them you mentioned earlier in the episode, Eastern Conference, would be one of the worst teams in the league. If you if they had to go, like Jalen Duran, Jalen Duran, yeah. <laughs> oh, there'll be so many people listening to this screaming at them, going <laughs> like, "Oh, this one, this one." Um, one in the West, down the bottom. You got five seconds. Nah, I'm calling oh, it there. Man. Okay, so the ones you missed out on. Jalen, I'll do the least obvious one. Jalen Hudshafino, the Lakers drafted him this year. Okay, yeah, I wouldn't have got him. Jalen Smith from Indiana. Yeah, I should have got that. Jalen Johnson from Atlanta. Yep, should have got that. And Jalen Green from Houston. Jalen Green. 
Yeah, it's tough. You did it right, though. Seven out of 11. I mean, obviously, you're going to have mind blanks, um, but decent job. All right, let's hear your question of the week. All right, I'm going to read out two stats like I did. I think I did three last week. I'm going to read out two this week, and you're going to tell me what's better. All right, player number one. Yep. You got 17 points a game. Okay. 57% from the field. Okay. 46% from three. Okay. Eight boards, three yep. assists, one yep. steal, two blocks. Okay. Player number two, 19 points a game. Okay. 42% from three, uh, from the field. Yep. 27% from three. Yep. Nine boards, mm-hmm. three assists, one steal, like the other person, and three blocks. So, in changing this, they average an extra two points, yep, an extra board, and an extra block. But they shoot fifteen percent less from the field. Yep, and what's that? Nineteen percent. Sixteen percent less from three. Nineteen percent less. Yes, nineteen percent less. less. Okay. So, which player do you like more? The top player is much more efficient. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it the does rebound, a little bit less. Yeah, the rebound and the block. I mean, you, you're taking the efficiency over. So, I'd take player one. So, who is it? Player one's worse, isn't he? Player one is Shet. Shet Holmgren, yep. Player number two is Wemby. Yeah, wow. So, yeah, that's surprising. I'd take, I'd take Shet's stats at the moment. So, maybe. Maybe I've seen a few debates out there saying, you know, if I've actually seen a lot of people saying if Chet doesn't win rookie of the year, it's the most rigged thing in history. And then there's a lot of people countering that. And when drilling numbers, I mean, yes, he's doing a bit more. Um, obviously, Chet's more efficient. So I think three it's pretty, blocks pretty a close. Game. Three blocks a game. He's got to be up there for deep, deep boy. Two blocks I've, a game. Um, steals I've, pretty good as well. I've um up rounded everything either down or up. Okay. Depending if they're on the point five. So a few things would have changed, but I think it actually favored it might have oh no, it was pretty equal. The fact that they both put up around three assists and one steal both. Yeah. Is pretty I crazy. Think Chet, Chet shoots ninety percent from the free throw line as well. I don't think Wemby shoots ninety percent. So that's a decent not. number as well. For, especially for a big mm-hmm. All right, we'll wrap it up there. Thank you guys for joining us this week. Uh, good episode. We Make sure you guys are following us on whatever podcast streaming platform you guys are listening on and whatever. Uh, make sure you guys check out our socials as well, uh, at Oz Hoopers TV. We appreciate it, and we'll catch you on the next episode.